the University of Florida should be appropriately renamed DBU. You are Locked On Gators, your daily podcast on the Florida Gators. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello and welcome back to another episode of Locked On Gators, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thanks for making Locked On Gators your first listen of the day. We are available daily and free wherever you listen to the podcast. Happy Thursday. I'm Brandon Olson. You can find me on Twitter at WNS underscore Brandon. Find my written work with Whole Nine Sports. That is W-H-O-L-E and I-N-E Sports and GiantsCountryofSI.com. And like I just mentioned, Florida, we're DBU. I don't care what you say, what argument you make. Shut your mouth. You lost. The things Florida have done with cornerbacks specifically amazing and 2022 will be no different we've got the next great florida corner on the roster already and there are a couple of people who could take that title but there are two that i really want to talk about right now well one that i'm going to talk about right now and yeah you know yeah i guess uh first up is the guy that every florida fan has been crowning corner one jason marshall Junior, and I think it's you know I I think I think it's justified to call him corner one. I've been saying we've got two great young corners, and we'll talk about the other one in the next segment. It's Avery Helm, obviously, um, and and I get quite a bit of a quite a quite a bit of flack for saying that one, but whatever. Uh, Jason Marshall Junior. in 2021 was nothing short of honestly straight up phenomenal as a cover man. Um, he consistently put out tape that showed at least the potential to be a corner one in college football and maybe even the NFL. Uh, at least the potential to be a Jim Thorpe candidate. But what he did was genuinely phenomenal. He was targeted in coverage 38 times in 2021. He allowed just 14 catches. You show me a game where a quarterback goes, because you those are single game stats essentially for a quarterback. You show me a game where a quarterback went 14 for 38 and they were like, that was a good game. It ain't going to happen. That's a less than 50% completion percentage. That's what, 42 or something like that? That's horrible. Get out of here with that. Yards allowed? 186. Again, you show me a game where a quarterback goes 14 for 38 with 186 yards allowed, and you're like, ooh, that's a good game. Guess it ain't going to happen. Even if you look at 14 completions for 186 yards, that's average. You look at 38 attempts for 186 yards, that's horrible. That is absolutely terrible. Uh, Jason Marshall Jr. also allowed two touchdowns last season with one interception uh, of his own, obviously. Last year, and and I mean, again, there was nothing short of phenomenal. That's a fifty-nine point eight passer rating allowed. That was that's ridiculously good. Uh, I mean, you could look at the Florida Gators last season had Kyir Elam on on their roster, and do you know what he allowed as a um, as, as a passer rating last season? Who was, by the way, a first round pick? I believe he went. 22nd overall, 23rd overall 
to the Buffalo Bills, and he allowed a passer rating of 74.1. So to say that, you know, 59.8 is great would be an understatement. A first-round pick gave up 15 points higher. So Jason Marshall Jr. did nothing but consistently prove that he can be a very good corner in the NFL and, and as a corner one, not maybe not the NFL, but corner one in college, maybe the NFL. But, I mean, he's going into this team where he's going to be allowed to be more physical if he wants to be more physical. They're going to switch up coverages better and more consistently. And I think when you look at the stats, the corners are only going to get better for Florida. I, I think that it, it's hard to look at what they did last season and say that it was, you know, a product of a great pass rush because Florida didn't have that last year. But you look at Jason Marshall and I mean, he had the second most targets on the team, but the ninth most completions. Uh, that That is phenomenal. That's 36.8%. Uh, that's oh my god he was so good last year 54 of his yards came after the catch uh an average depth of target was 16 yards downfield he was targeted a lot downfield and he consistently made plays on the ball he forced an incompletion on 11 percent of the targets that like as in he forced the incompletion like he broke like he broke the pass up on four on 11 percent of his targets last season, nothing short of phenomenal. And he allowed one catch per 23 uh, snaps played, which is coverage snaps played, not just snaps played, coverage snaps played, which again, absolutely stellar. And you look at the game by game stats, and I mean, he, he really didn't have many bad games. You, you look at, I mean, he allowed 50% completion in week two for 60 yards. He allowed 100% completion on two targets in week one. And then, I mean, what game is this? Eight, Vanderbilt, they targeted him eight times. He allowed zero completions, a complete goose egg. You look at the Florida State game, he was targeted six times, allowed one catch. You look at the UCF game, he was targeted twice, allowed zero catches. He was nothing short of dominant throughout his freshman season. And, and I mean, He's just, I, I can't get over how completely dominant he was, but there's another corner that we're going to talk about after this quick word from our sponsors. It is summertime. I am on vacation, as you can see. Clearly, I'm, I'm, I'm resting right now, but uh, no, I'm on vacation, and I feel pretty good with my body right now and my summer bod. How? I eat Bilt Bar every day. That is my snack because I have a sweet tooth. And if I don't have Built Bar, I will have chocolate or something else. And luckily, Built Bar is coated in 100% chocolate. Most bars have 130 calories, just four net carbs, along with 17 grams of protein. You could eat Built Bar and not feel bad. They have delicious look. Like Mud Pie isn't even slap your mama good. Mud Pie is punch everyone you've ever met in the face good. Like, like, like it's that good. Whether you're talking about the bar or the puff, it's the best one in my eyes. Easily. Just just so good. Built Bar is always coming out with new limited time flavors too, so that you'll never get bored. Use promo code LOCKED15 to get 15% off of your next order. That is LOCKED, L-O-C-K-E-D-1-5 to get 15% off of your next order with Built or BuiltBar.com. Thanks for making Locked On Gators your first listen of the day. We are available daily 
and free wherever you listen to podcasts. And now we're talking about Avery Helm. We spoke about Jason Marshall Jr. Avery Helm is also in contention to be the next great Florida corner. We could have both. We've done it before. We had Vernon and uh, T. Sabor just a few years ago. And yes, they didn't work out in the NFL. But they were a dominant college corner duo. And Florida can do the same with Avery Helm and Jason Marshall Jr. Avery Helm last season allowed 47. He was targeted 47 times, nine more times than Jason Marshall Jr. He allowed 23 catches, nine more catches than Jason Marshall Jr. He allowed 217 yards, which is 31 more yards than Jason Marshall Jr. Allowed no touchdowns, no interceptions, a pass rating of 62.1, which again, Kyrie Elam last year had a pass rating of 74.1, so 12 points better. I guess we'd call it points. Um, but yeah, he's nothing short of great. 9.4 yards per catch for Avery Helm was the best among uh, starting DBs by a considerable margin. Um, I mean, that's a, lar- a yard less per catch allowed than Kyrie Elam allowed. An average depth of target of 11.2 yards. So again, another one where they're pushing the ball downfield. Most players are under 10 yards. Jason Marshall Jr., 16.2 average depth of target. Avery Helm, 11.2 average depth of target. And Avery Helm only forced one incompletion last season. So what wasn't great at getting his hand on the ball. Wasn't great at breaking up passes, which he will have to develop at. Uh, otherwise, he's going to get cooked at the NFL level when you're supposed to be playing much tighter coverage. But he allowed 48.9% completion percentage, which is phenomenal. Again, not as good as Jason Marshall Jr., of course, but Jason Marshall Jr. was a freak. 36.8 is ridiculous. Um, Jason Marshall Jr., I mean, Avery Helm, looking at a game-by-game basis last season, he had his own share where, I mean, look, he didn't have necessarily a uh, a... Uh, Jason Marshall Jr. game against Vanderbilt, where he was targeted eight times and didn't allow a completion. But in his first game against Florida Atlantic, Avery Helm was targeted eight times. He allowed just two completions, 25% for 15 yards, with 13 of those yards coming after the catch. So, that, I mean, that that is a stellar debut. 39.6 passer rating, which, by the way, means that you would have a better rating, or that's the same rating, as if a quarterback just, you know, Go! Snicked the ball and snapped and spiked it every single play. Same rating when he was throwing towards Avery Helm in week one. And then you look at, uh, he had Kentucky game, which was a bad game for everybody, but four targets, one catch allowed for 13 yards, 15 of those yards after the catch. I mean, he was nothing short of fantastic in coverage consistently. Avery Helm, he doesn't have the same uh, physical tools that Jason Marshall Jr. has. Jason Marshall Jr., of course, is one of the more gifted uh, Gators. Avery Helm is 6'1", 174 pounds. Jason Marshall, 6'1", 191 pounds. But athletically, Jason Marshall Jr. gets the edge there. And that's not super surprising. Jason Marshall Jr., you know, he was higher ranked, has a higher uh, expectations as a Gator corner, and he's been the guy that's been kind of crowned as your corner one, which he very, very well should be expected to do. That like that that comes with the expectation of being a highly touted recruit. Is yeah, we expect you to be good. Um, Avery Helm, I think again, like I've said this before, I think he's getting slack or getting flack 
just because he's not Jason Marshall Jr. and people think Jason Marshall Jr. is his second coming, he's great. But yeah, I, I feel like Avery Helm is getting faulted because he's not Jason Marshall, and it's like, who cares? He was phenomenal in coverage last season. I I know I don't I don't care about it. He was phenomenal in coverage. Didn't allow a touchdown. Again, he didn't have an interception, but he didn't allow a touchdown. Great passer rating. Having both of these guys on the outside, hopefully both these guys on the outside this coming season, going to be nothing short of freaky in Gainesville. We're about to take a look at some other guys that could become great Florida corners. But first, a quick word from our sponsors. To wrap up today's show, there are three Gators that I wanted to talk about that could be the next great corner in Gainesville. Uh, obviously, Jason Marshall Jr. we spoke about already. Avery Helm we spoke about already. But there are two names or three names that I wanted to talk about. One of them is Jaden Hill, who Jaden Hill, if you don't remember, uh, was, I mean, I don't want to say ex- supposed to be. I don't want to say supposed to be. Uh, he was expected to be the starting corner opposite Kyir Elam in 2021, uh, tore his ACL, and that was the end of his season, obviously. He missed the season. He's been kind of the forgotten man where when we were getting into spring ball, people were like, oh, don't forget, Jaden Hill could be back this year, so don't worry about that. Um, and then he's kind of, the hype has died down again. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I, I, I think that he could still do it. Will he? I don't I don't know. Um, you know, Jason Marshall Jr. is the guy where I also agree, like he should be corner one. Uh, or one of the starting outside corners. I think corner one, corner two is kind of weird sometimes when they don't shadow because it's like, who cares? They're they're still just playing wide corner. Um, I think Jason Marshall Jr. could be a starting wide corner. And I think that Avery Helm should be the other one. And I know that there are people who were like, Jaden Hill earned it last year. He should do it this year. Last year ain't this year, buddy. Uh, so that, that's kind of where I stand on that, where I love Jaden Hill. I just, I don't know if I'd, prefer him over Avery Helm. Um, it's a guy that hasn't played in a year. And granted, we've seen people bounce back from ACL injuries, but we've also seen people where we go, well, you know what? The first year back from the ACL is not the great one. It's the second year back from the ACL when you're really back into it. There's also Jalen Kimber, who, I mean, he is someone who, when he committed to Florida, Gator fans forgot how to act. <laughs> it's as simple as that. Jalen Kimber, he's, he's new to the team. He was a highly touted recruit from Georgia. He was supposed to start last year for the Georgia Bulldogs, who ended up, of course, winning the national championship. Um, But he got injured, and then he decided to transfer after the season, and he is now a Florida Gator. The thing with Jalen Kimber is, you know, the only film we've got from him as a Gator really is the spring game, and he kind of got dogged by Jaquavion Frazier's the entire time. So I'm not saying he can't be great. I'm just saying, though, like, I didn't buy into the hype when he committed. I think, you know, I thought he was a great depth player. I didn't think he should have been the starting outside corner. Um, everybody and their mother was like, I ah, know he's going to be the starting outside corner. And then the spring game came and he got dogged. It's just, it's just something that, you know, he made a few good plays, but for the most part, he was getting dogged out there by Jaquavian Frazier's. And I have a hard time watching that and saying, I'd rather have that than Avery Helm or even Jaden Hill. Um, so that's why I'm kind of torn and I kind of disagree with some Gators fans about Jalen Kimber. And again, I'm not saying he can't be great, but I need to see it. And right now I haven't. The hype, I mean, I have to assume that it's warranted hype, but even then, we'll see. 
And then the final player is someone who probably won't play much this year, but he has gotten a ton of hype out of camp. And people have said, you know, don't be surprised if by the end of the season he's playing significant snaps. And that's Devin Moore, who in high school was more was thought of more as a safety than a corner and showed up to Gainesville and was like, well, guess what? You're going to play corner, uh, which is great because I do think Devin Moore will ultimately be our star um, and not as in like the star defensive player. I think he'll pl- be playing that star position just given his um, his ability to play corner, his ability to play safety. He could be that, uh, I don't want to say Chauncey, but he could be that guy where He's got experience playing both. He's capable of playing both, but he's going to play star because star is a very important position on this defense. Um, and so I think Devin Moore will ultimately end up playing that role. I think he's got a ridiculous ceiling. Um, I'm not expecting him to do much this year, but again, I've been told, you know, don't be shocked if he ends up being a legit star. Um, that one, that one, I mean, star of the defense, not the position. Uh, in Gainesville, and don't be surprised if it happens sooner rather than later. I will still be surprised. I don't care what people say. Uh, I, I will still be surprised, but Devin Moore looks like he could be the next Florida great corner, and he could do it from the star position, which would just be so much cooler because we haven't had that since Chauncey Gardner-Johnson. Thanks for making Lockdown Gators your first listen of the day. Every day we are available daily and free wherever you listen to the podcast. We'll be back tomorrow with more on your Florida Gators. Now make your second listen the Locked On NBA Big Board Podcast. Rafael Barlow, Richard Salmon, Sam Ferris, and Leif Thulin give fans an in-depth look into the biggest prospects, the latest player rankings, and, of course, big boards. For Locked On Gators, I'm Brandon Olson. Don't forget to follow me on Twitter at WNS underscore Brandon. Find all my written work with Whole Nine Sports. It's W-H-O-L-E-N-I-N-E Sports and GiantsCountryVestSide.com, and I'll see you all tomorrow.